Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner in crime for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, your vocation, your spiritual life, or maybe your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Chris Maxwell and Tracy Reynolds here, uh, having a conversation with each other and with a friend, uh, Tracy. I was thinking about our our uh, last uh, podcast, and uh, boy, how much were we learning uh, from that dialogue? Yeah, Ron, it's great to have you with us, man. Ron McCants is with us. He is uh, a man of many talents. He's been a leader in local church. He's been a leader in denomination. Now he serves at InTouch uh, as the liaison to pastors. Is that right? Uh, ministry ambassador. Well, excuse me. That That's sounds okay. like it's even more important. Ministry well, ambassador. It's long-distance pastoral care. Fantastic. Well, in the middle of all that, he uh, has written down some memoirs and a book that uh, I'm excited about. It's called Vignettes from Vietnam. And I love the surtitle. Heard, understood, acknowledged. Now, you said that has a particular enunciation, right? Hua. Hua. All yeah. Right. All right. Heard, understood, and acknowledged. I think my wife would probably appreciate me learning <laughs> it was, that. It was one of the radio responses. I was an RTO for the most of my time out in the field and when I got offline. And so when you gave, a, when you gave something, information, uh, over the radio, uh, someone would either acknowledge or they'd say something, but usually it just was shortened down to "whoa." Hmm. Awesome, interesting. Awesome. Well, talk to us. Talk to us more about the book and um, more of your story. Yeah, well, one of the things uh, that was a catalyst behind me writing it too is I went back to Vietnam in two thousand on a missions trip uh, with some denominational folks and some guys that I just met. Uh, there was about six of us, I think. But we weren't able to see the gentleman we were going to see because he was had just been released from jail for the 24th time. Mm-hmm. Uh, underground church, very, very responsive leader, a responsible leader within the underground church, and so it wasn't safe for us to see him. So we had time to just uh, hang around and do the tourist scene and listen to their propaganda about how they uh, beat the Yankees, uh, American Yankees, with the a pitchfork and three teenage girls, that sort of thing. I'm, I'm being facetious, but yeah, you know, it was typical propaganda. But my experience there, the day I arrived, um, walking up to, I don't know, 15th, 16th floor of a nice hotel in downtown Saigon and pulling back the curtains and looking out just about sundown, which is about the worst time, just before uh, dark and just before or the 30 minutes before and after dark and the 30 minutes before and after daylight in the morning was when your vision is changing and you can't see as clearly. And uh, so the enemy knew when to strike. And it was just the sun was just going down beyond the horizon. And I was looking out over an open field and a series of hooches over there. And when you look, it was like in a nanosecond I was there. It was 40 years earlier, as the case may be, 35 years earlier at that time. And... um just emotions erupted. I started crying like a baby. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not that I don't cry. Uh, you know, grown men can cry. Amen. Um, yes. And so it wasn't like it surprised me, but but the nature of it did because so many memories and so many things came. Well, I wrote about that in the chapter in the book that I was t- talking about in the previous 
podcast, and that was the sort of the scene and the catalyst behind my beginning to write about my experience. A lot of people don't want to talk about pain, and, and I'm talking about mine as it relates to my experience in Vietnam, but everyone has experiences, and somewhat traumatic, you know, we don't measure who's, uh, you know, we don't play one-upsmanship when it comes to the pain we've endured. Mm-hmm. Everyone has some kind of pain in their background. And uh, as I was uh, telling Chris earlier, some of the guys that I've known and I served with, one of my best friends when I was over there, uh, the two guys that I hung around with, both of them were from Wisconsin, and we immediately clicked because I was a Green Bay fan. <laughs> Still am. But um, he came to one reun- to the first reunion of our battalion association in Denver, Colorado. He didn't participate a whole lot. He was in and out of the open discussions, and he sort of disappeared, and I haven't seen him since. Wow. And that was like 2000. Just too painful? Yeah. Yeah, I just couldn't, couldn't face it. Another incident that I had to, and there are others that I know that I've tried to, I've talked to and called them on the phone and tracked them down with all the social media. Uh, I'm, I'm not interested in going. I'm not going to go. They don't want to talk about their pain. Uh, my company commanded, I was his RTO for a, a number of months. Um, when I was in Florida in ministry in the Orlando area, I tracked him down. And I found him. He lived down in, uh, in West Palm Beach area. I was traveling, and I went down. We arranged to uh, meet. I ate with him. In the conversations, um, not just with him, but in calling and back and forth communication, I spoke to his wife. She said, Ron, you're the first person that he's ever sat down and talked to about Vietnam. Wow. And he retired as a lieutenant colonel. Boy. Wow. People just didn't want to talk about it. And, And some of it had to do with the way we were treated when we returned or just sort of written off and not acknowledged, that sort of thing. Some of it has to do with that. But the pain is more real than just the rejection of the society saying, we're not going to give you a parade and we're not going to acknowledge right. that. It's deeper than that. And and that's as a, as a leader. We need to understand that about the people that we're leading, the people that we're communicating with, the people that we serve with. We may not be their leader. They may be our peers. They may be our superiors. But there's pain. There's something there that they don't want to talk about that's too painful. Wow. What are ways, I'm asking both of you this, what are ways that leaders can lead well uh, in, in methods that help people deal with pain? To create an environment where it's okay to talk about it, yeah, safe you know, place. Yeah, safe place. You know, not forced, but encouraged. Knowing that that those are needs that are not mentioned. <laughs> These are not needs that are that are listed on, on our goal list. Yeah. But they are deep needs. It's important. And as I've said before, the the silence really is noisy because it comes out in different ways. The pains from our past can influence or even control our present and future decisions. And I believe we need to create an environment of conversation about those issues that people are reluctant to talk about. I think part of that starts with me caring enough to want to hear that story. Uh, The older I get, uh, Ron and Chris, I I just know there's a story behind the story. And oftentimes there's a story behind the story behind the story. But it's so interesting to me because what I discover time and again is how much we have in common. 
that we're really not that different. That, that basically, uh, when <laughs> when little songs as kids like "Jesus Loves All the Little Children," it kind of puts everybody in this one little pot. Well, realistically, at the end of the day, we are so much alike. Yeah. And our pain has a way of uniting us. And when I can yeah. enter into your pain and understand kind of a little bit more where you're coming from, I go, whoa, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. I'm, I'm always amazed. Yeah. Well, to me, one of the things that uh, Chris touched on is creating an environment. One, one commodity that we've so lost is time. Mm-hmm. You have to spend time. You have to. It takes time to create an environment like that because... Another commodity is trust. Mm. You don't just trust everybody. It, it, some of us are more trusting than others, and some are very closed and, and not won't trust anyone. And so you have to create uh, time and opportunity to, to build trust, and you have to create that. And it has to be very... Uh, it has to be in the forefront of their mind that this is a safe place that I can talk. Because leaders... You, have this tendency, and I don't know where it came from, to believe that they're the only one walking that road, that they have to walk it along, that there's nobody that can understand. And so listening during those times uh, of of building trust, I have to listen to you without violating confidence or without judging you. Mm. Um, You have to hear some of the most frightening things you've ever heard in your life and you can't blink. Yeah. I think as a pastor, what you just said is so key. And for counselors. Yes. Hey, I'm not shocked. I, if, if I am, I can't show it. Yes. You know, because that can be so misinterpreted that because there's an acceptance, it doesn't yes. really matter. You say, I remember many, many times with students at Emmanuel College saying, listen, this is a safe place. You can say it any way you need to say it. It's really okay. Uh, I don't have any rocks in my pocket hmm. to throw at you. I'm, I'm, I, I get it. And something about uh, was the old adage that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yes. And I think that really does translate into intentionally taking the time to get to know each other, and to, to shut my mouth and just listen. Mm-hmm. Let's think of this image as we think of leaders. Immediately we think of someone on stage yes. giving a list of um, goals that we must achieve. What people are craving and desiring, though, is a leader who will sit beside and listen well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I learn so much from those who lead me by loving me, <laughs> by listening to me, by asking me questions. I'm thinking about those two words you gave us. Ryan, you said time and trust. We make it more convenient that we have no time available. Yes. I mean, the, the busyness and the hurry is a method of avoidance and control. Yeah. Uh, and so we that needs to change. Uh, as, as we think of next generation leadership, that needs to change. Yeah. I, I often remark, it's amazing to me of all the time-saving devices that has been created during my lifetime that takes so much of our time away from people. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, isn't it? Yes. You say something towards the end of the book that as a person who does not have a military background, and by the way, in the back of this book, there's this wonderful gift 
that every one of, of the acronyms that you use, yeah. not you tell me what they are. And I had already picked up most of them, so it was almost like a post-test. Yeah. But I appreciate that so much because it's so helpful. But towards the end of the book, Ron, uh, you begin to talk about how to bring up these conversations. How to And, and man, I think that'd be so helpful for people like me who want to enter into the world of, of the veteran. Yeah, in dealing with veterans and anyone who's experiencing pain or they've stiff armed you or you you don't you know you don't have um, liberty to enter into that part of their life that's the part of the time that I was talking about and attention it has to happen I see Jesus walking by the seashore and talking about fishing I see him walking out into the farms and talking about sowing seed and he, he's there in that part of their lives. And if you really want to get into someone's life, that time cannot be, that's a commodity, part of the factor, that, uh, one of the factors in the equation that can't be dropped. You have to spend that time. And you have to, as much as it pains me to say so, learn by experience, which a lot of times you get egg on your face or you get a bloody nose and they will come back at you. You have to pick those times. You have to know when people are willing to open up so, therefore, you have to be there in their lives. You have to share life with them. And if it's a spouse, if it's a, uh, a peer, if it's uh, someone that you're leading or your leader, it takes that time to be able to understand where you can probe and where you can't. But you have to learn, and there are techniques, but you have to learn to ask questions that will draw them out. Not judgmental things, not statements that uh, you're shocked at, as we said earlier, or, or things that sound like you're just curious no, when you develop that trust, they have to know that you're genuinely interested in their well-being and that you want to be a part of the solution, not the problem. And you can't push, but you do have to probe. And you have to know when to go in and when not to. Sort of know when to hold them and know when to forward them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. And you know, just hearing you say, as you're talking to someone, Letting them know that that they are important to you, yeah. Not what what they can do for you, but th- they are important. Yeah, as a person, they are important. Yes, yes. Mm. Talk to us uh, again about the book. Uh, and in in my opinion, this book is for for our audience. So this book is for leaders, those who are wanting to become leaders, to learn about pains. You know, in this context. Uh, from war, from from your yes. service, from your years of service, uh, but as you've mentioned, this re- this can relate to pain from a variety of experiences. Uh, but tell us again the title, the subtitle of the book, and and how people can get connected with you if they if they want to contact you about speaking and telling your story. Sure, um, the name of the book again is uh, Vignettes from Vietnam, and the subtitle being Who H U A Heard Understood acknowledged um you can contact me my email is mccantsron that's m-c-c-a-n-t-s-r-o-n at gmail.com i'm on facebook ron mccants and on twitter at ron mccants so it's easy and i will be posting it as we it looks like the launch date is going to be somewhere in mid-june and so uh, i'll be publishing it on social media and i'll be sending you guys uh, alerts as well for those who may be interested. And I, I I wrote the book for people who have a hard time, and and I acknowledge on the inside, it's for the people, uh, it's for veterans, 
it's for veterans, uh, people that the veterans love and the people who love that veteran. Mm. Because it's not just for the hardcore guys that are never going to open up. It's hopefully to help those people who are trying to probe and help them to understand what's going on. So good. And I love that it's a message of hope. Yes. You know, it's Christ in us. It's the hope of glory for all those around us, regardless of their background. And I just, I'm drawn to that, Ron. Yeah. Thank you, my friend. Thank it's you. Been it's been an honor. Wonderful. Yeah. Appreciate Thank you for time. joining us mm-hmm. and, and helping us remember that whatever we're going through, whatever battles or wars that we're facing and enduring, we continue learning and serving so that yeah. our next step can be our best step. One final thought, if I may. An African proverb says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Hey, do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans. And new music is coming soon. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday, so join us next week on The Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.